Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Sam Nifty Delaney to some. Yeah, again, he forgets that it's difficult. Nifty. Yeah, it's yeah, difficult well. when other people call you something. I think of myself. My mum doesn't call me nifty. I mean, Anymore. she she knows us. She ever she knows me. She knows other people will come up to her in the street and say, "How's your nifty doing? Is he inside or is he out at the moment?" And she'll say, "Yes, yeah, Sam. Sam's fine." Or sometimes she'll say, "Samuel or Sammy." Oh, man. Mm. Another white man gaslighting the nation. Um, <laughs> it's life logistics. We've had quite a few emails and tweets, so that's good. Keep them coming in. Mm. Uh, the email address is, what is it again? Contact. Contact at tftimemachine.com. Yeah, so send us emails. You don't have to wait until Monday or Tuesday to do it. Anytime, send them in and we'll get through them on the Tuesday Life Logistics episode. We have got a good one to begin with. I haven't read it yet, but the title alone has uh, piqued my interest, and the title is just Glass Smash Help. You've I mean, that's come, what we're here for, isn't it? You've come to the right place. Uh, <laughs> you Chris to the right podcast. Chris Stockhill. Chris Stockhill. Chris Stockhill. Oh, if this podcast from, is known for anything, it's known for its glass-smashing expertise and advice. And he's from uh, the spiritual home of this podcast, Thirsk. Thirsk, of course. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> I hope you aren't the person who came to see us in, in Thirsk and caused a commotion in the front row. No. Um, and then and then left before the end because he didn't know where he was because you were too drunk because you were a baby and got too drunk <laughs> right Chris Dockhill says hi guy. hi guys I've been saving 20 quid a month for a couple of years by stashing the notes in an empty thick glass wine bottle mm. top tip for savers the time has come to get the cash out and spend 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 <laughs> why <laughs> why has that time well, come hang on he's been saying a couple of years he reckons 20 quid a month for a couple of years that is nearly 500 quid. Yeah. Yeah. Spend what? your way out of the crisis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just spend it all on... In, on in Thursk. Iron filings in Thursk. Lock yourself in a, in an Airbnb and just <laughs> cry yourself through a couple of days. What's the best yeah. way to smash this bottle without damaging the notes or myself in the process and without making a big old dangerous mess? Um mm. First well, we've thing that covered comes to this my, before, haven't we? You'd, what you'd do is you'd go outside 
into wherever the, the easiest sort of large you need minimum space needs to be a meter squared and that's really yeah. minimum uh, a yeah. concrete hard surface mm. um hopefully your your own property as opposed to like the street because then you're going to get yourself into trouble right i'd like to see him do this overnight on the cobbled marketplace in thirsk mm. I'd probably go along and watch. You can do it at night time. But you're going to have a tidy up job. Whereas, you know, with me, I've got a front garden that's paved Mm. over, right? And that means that's my smashing area. That's what the kids know as daddy's smashing area. Yeah. And it is known that I will sometimes not tidy up at all after a smashing Mm. incident. Very often I will tidy up. But here's the key thing, Andy, not thoroughly. It's it's a little bit similar to the uh, the advice of uh, never washing a teapot. Yeah, exactly. Don't because you need to build up that. Yeah, kind of. Exactly, you need to build up a, a smashy environment, is what yeah. I call it. So there's there's little shards of glass, almost imperceptible to the eye. There's glass dust, but incredibly dangerous. Very dangerous glass dust, and sometimes chunks of glass that have just like mm. slipped underneath, like you know, by the recycling bins. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You might have that, you might not. But I'm hoping that somewhere outdoors you you own a, a minimum square metre of concrete, right? Mm. If not, think about this. Go out, find some loose paving stones uh, or some that are left outside a building site at night. Steal them and put it... If you live on, like, say, a first floor flat, just create a concrete square in your front room or your bathroom. Yeah, yeah. That's step one. Step two, take the bottle. Wrap it in a towel, right? Not not mm. tightly. Wrap it loosely in a t- in a towel, um, folding up the corners so there's not too much room for glass shards to escape. Thirdly, if you want to be really serious, I mean, I don't often go this far, but probably letter of the law: stick on a pair of gloves, ideally gardening gloves. Although, if you have a chainmail gauntlet, put mm. put that on the like the one that You've got must. Like, like the one my mate had to around. wear when I tricked him into feeding a shark in Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know if you've got a shark feeding glove, but that's ideal. If not, gardening gloves are fine. And if you don't have PPE equipment, like one of those big screen masks, just put on some mm. sunglasses because you yeah. don't... Yeah, ideally, you don't need a shard of glass in your eye. It's dual purpose. It'll protect your eyes and make you look cool while you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like how the Fonz might do it, or James Dean. And yeah. um, who, the Blues Brothers. James Dean, by the way, very keen glass smasher. It was his main <laughs> hobby before he died. Well, he lived fast, didn't he? He did, yeah. he, lived, he lived for danger. That was his undoing in the end. <laughs> yeah, he wanted... When they made Rebel Without a Cause, he fought quite hard for them to be more for there to be more scenes of glass mm. smashing in it. Because <clears throat> he thought he couldn't capture the true spirit of Teen Rebellion unless you, you saw him smashing yeah. glass. You, you know when he died in that car crash mm. in '55, I think it was. Yeah. He was actually he just bought a Debbie John and he was on his way home to smash it up. Yeah. That's why he was driving fast because <laughs> he was so excited. Yeah, who can it was blame in the boot him. of the car. It, it survived the wreckage, yeah. weirdly. But, um, um, yeah, I think it's in the Hollywood Museum now. So take a leaf out of James Dean's book. Uh, and anyway, wrap it up in a towel. If you've got a baseball bat, use that. If not, mm. as we've discussed before, you've got the options of rolling pin, meat tenderizer. Yeah. 
you know. Cricket butt. You could use a, if you're really desperate, you could probably use a large saucepan. Um, yeah, that would be good. A heavy one. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, wrap, wrap it up and just smash. Smash, smash, smash. Smash. Hmm. Smash, smash, smash. Smash, 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 smash. Pause. Smash. Right. That should be enough for a wine bottle. Don't worry about the moats getting damaged. They they won't get damaged. Their notes are designed by the Bank of England to be impervious to glass smashing. Glass so, proof, yeah. They're glass. Yeah, would... all British. All British currency is glass proof. Mm. Fact. It's it's a shame that, that a lot of these twenties are going to be the old style ones. I hope they're not out of date now. Oh, you are going to feel That's like something. a prized cunt if they've gone out of date, mate. Fuck. I don't know what the situation is with the old 20s. Because they've only just recently brought the 20s in, haven't they? So yeah. I think the old ones are still legal tender. You usually get but what? What do you get? Six months grace? A year's grace? Something like that? Fuck, I don't know. I mean, I could look it up, but I can't really be bothered. No, fuck that. That's your... But, um, you came to us for smashing advice. We're not here to give you... I mean, you might get a few bonus bits of info, but we're not here to give you advice on tender, legal tender. No. No, not at all. Can I can I offer a possible alternative suggestion? Sure. So, um, I mean, there's lots those, of ways to smash. Yeah, I mean, you know those really thick rubble sacks that you get for mm. taking garden rubbish to the tipping. They're really thick. Mm. You could put it in one of them. You know, it's, it's thicker than a bin bag. The glass isn't going to come through. Oh yeah, the rubble yeah. sack. That's a really good thing to just have in the house. Is so yeah. next time you're doing a shop. Um, get, get a, some rubble just sacks. get a couple of packs of rubble sacks because you might only use a few them. a year, but just have them there because yeah. you never know when there's going to be yeah. a breakage or some smashing that needs doing. And where's it going to go? Yeah. You can't. People always go. What annoys me is people always go put it in a shoebox. That's what my mum said last time I had a smashing mm. problem. Mm. Uh, I asked my mum. I said, "Listen, I've had this smashing incident. What, what's your advice on on disposal?" And she just mm. goes, "Put it in a shoebox." And I'm like, weird, Mum, how many fucking shoeboxes do you keep in your house, right? We don't yeah. all just have a fucking never-ending supply of shoeboxes. In fact, if I go to a shop and buy a pair of shoes, do you know what? I ask them to not give me the box. I'll carry them home either on my feet or my hands because yeah. they, they don't need them cluttering up the house. Why a shoebox, though? That's a weird... That's because it's end, a shoe it? shoebox is a is good because it's safe. You can put it in a shoebox. The the sh the glass won't come it's through good. when the bin yeah. man comes and hurt their hands. Right, and yeah. you can tape it up, so it's just a safe place, and you can write broken glass on it. So it is common to use a shoebox, mm. but okay. I don't have lots of shoeboxes. Do you know no, what I mean? No. Well, that's what you need a rubble sack for, isn't it, really? Mm. But you, you could put the bottle in the rubble sack before you smash it and maybe oh, staple yeah. it closed yeah. so the glass won't escape. And then all you've got to do after that is open it up, get your money out mm. carefully, obviously with your gauntlet on or your gloves. Uh, if it is the new 20s, you can rinse it under the tap, get the glass off or put it <laughs> in the washing machine yeah. or your dishwasher, put your money in there, clean it up. Um well, you could do that anyway, even with the old ones. You can put it in the dishwasher, can't you? Or money, put it in a 30-degree yeah. wash. I wash all my money, especially during this COVID thing. I've washed all of my mm. money daily. Coins. The coins, too. It all goes in the dishwasher. 70 yeah. degrees. The, can't be too careful, the, That's you? the top wash. Actually, to be <laughs> honest, when I use my dishwasher, I always put it on full setting. 
Do you? Yeah. 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 I mean, why would you not? That's what I don't understand. Well, I mean, it's like when you're washing clothes. Do you really trust a 30-degree wash? I don't. About that. Listen, it's got to be 40 minimum, hasn't it? Listen, when I cook on my gas hob, right, mm. I just turn the flame up to maximum because <laughs> I want the food to cook. Why would I want the food to cook faster, slower? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I want it quickly. I want yeah, my food quickly. Reason, I'm, not ma- I'm not a monk. Oh, I want yeah. to wait longer for my beans to heat up. I want the beans to, I want the beans to heat up immediately. Heat, 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 heat. Yeah, if you're going to defrost something in the microwave, just put it on full power. Full power. Why is there... A de- this is an interesting situation. Why is there a defrost setting on the fucking microwave? <laughs> it's a, it's a rip-off. They make you pay extra for that, mate. Like, oh, by yeah. the way, this one has a defrost setting. It's like, if I want something defrosted, mate... I'll just put it yeah. on the highest fucking setting for a minute, won't I? Because <laughs> heat defrosts shit. Yeah, that's how it works. It's physics. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if there's anything else to add to that one there from uh, from Chris. Just, just, just um, there was, during lockdown, there was one other option, but I feel that now lockdown's pretty much over. Um, you can't really get away with this one anymore, but you could, when the streets were very empty... It was mm. safe to take some glass that needed smashing. And if you wanted to, for a bit of fun, maybe to get the kids out of the house, you could go in the yeah. dead of night to a shopping precinct or car park, go up to yeah. the top floor and drop your drop glass from a very yeah. high height. And then you watch yeah. it smash using... And then you don't need a bat. You're using gravity. And you smash the glass using gravity and it smashes everywhere. And it's all right because there's no one around to tread in it. And you've mm. got plenty of time to either sweep out yourself or if you can't bother... I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure the rain just washes it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it was it was regarded as part of your daily exercise, your allowable yeah, daily you, exercise. It was you in were the, allowed it was in the small to smash glass. Or, or it, it was, what, if it was your instinct, you could just do that. I saw Michael Gove come on and go, if you want to go for a jog, yeah, uh, of course, if you want to go for a jog near your home, uh, do some yoga lattes in the local park, or indeed go glass smashing with your children late at night in a car park. <laughs> That, of the use your common sense. <laughs> that is all permissible. <laughs> and if yeah. you do not have time, do not waste time outside sweeping up the glass, during which time you may infect others, the rain mm. will wash the broken glass away down the drain and that. <laughs> because there's one thing we can guarantee, it's rain. The rain will come. <laughs> Myself and my cabinet colleagues are performing daily rain dances in the style of the Native American tribes people to summon down the rain, which our scientist advisors have told us will wash away the COVID-19 disease. Any questions? (laughs) No, thought not. Thank you. (laughs) There we are, Chris Stockhill. Uh, Enjoy your money. Uh, If you're not subscribing to the Iron Fan Society, I guess you are because you've sent in the life logistics, so... Forget that, but please subscribe to the highest. Unless you're uh, Ultimate Lurker, level. who doesn't subscribe but still sends yeah. questions in for a podcast you don't have access to. That's fine because it's just fills yeah, content for us, doesn't it? All grist to Great. the mill. Mm. Uh, quick one, just on the tweets. Uh, Colin Farquharson, mm. it's a very, very posh name. Uh, he says, No, now lockdown is easy. I was thinking of coming to the northeast for a long weekend. <clears throat> very wise yeah. staying in the Grand Hotel Sunderland mm. just want to check it's not a shithole thanks uh, it's not a shithole Colin uh, it's at Seaburn and the hotel itself is 
just across the road from the beach. Oh. So I so can't think of anywhere a, better you'd want to stay. You'd probably get a sea view room. You might get a sea view room, or you might get a room of the very underwhelming car park they've got around the back. Well, just ask um, when you book. Always ask, ask when yeah. you book, right? Always ask. Um, and like I say, you're across the road from the beach. You are on the roundabout, the mini roundabout, which used to have a fountain in it, where the fountain was turned off about six months after it was uh, unveiled because someone uh, poured a load of fairy liquid into it <laughs> one night and there were just clouds of bubbles everywhere. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it was quite hazardous for traffic. Uh, you're also about a two-minute walk, I reckon, from um, Selden's Coining Emporium, oh. which is my, my Coining Emporium of this choice. Is... Probably not open at the minute, unfortunately, but, I'm, you know, I'm jealous the of this long weekend he's got planned. It sounds fucking Good, isn't it? fantastic. Mm. Uh, and you're about three minutes from Morrison's. And what's the fish and chip situation the down there, mate? Excellent fish and chip situation. You've got Minchellas and you've got Queen's which are about a minute away from where you are. I'd go for Queen's uh, over Minchella's. That's oh, just my personal that's funny. Preference. I heard Lauren Laverne talking about that the other day on the radio. Like <laughs> You probably did, yeah. Yeah, she was talking I think, about those two places. I think someone said Queen's and she went, yeah, that's nice, but I, I personally prefer Minchella's. I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> she on about? Now I know. Oh, well, there you go. Um, uh, there you are. She's lived, in, she's lived in London for a long time, so... It's good that, um, that Lauren Laverne is like a are you, spokesman. Are you, hang on. Are you playing with coins again? No, I'm playing with a pen. Look You're at the pen I'm playing pen. with. All right. My daughter oh, okay. gave it to me. It's one of these pens, a biro with a selection yeah. of colours. They're magical, aren't they? Look, can you see? I'm not sure how they work, but they're brilliant. Oh, it's incredible. I like, how do they fit all the different nibs inside this normal-sized pen? Anyway, now you understand why I've been fiddling. Black, green, yeah. blue, red... <laughs> Which shall I use next? <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, I was going to say, Lauren Laverne, it's quite good that she you, that Sunderland, as a people, have a spokesperson with that kind of platform on a daily basis. Mm. Well, and then you as well with the podcast. Like between the two of you, in some yeah. ways, people's complain that the North uh, lacks a voice and that everything's mm. dominated by you know London. But in many ways, two, yeah. two of the most popular broadcasters in the country today are from the same relatively small northeastern city. And then you've got that yeah. other girl who's on the box all the time who's from Middlesbrough. So, And then Ant and Deck. Ant and Deck are the biggest, best-paid, most famous television personalities in the country. And they're from Newcastle. So between the three giant cities... Is Middlesbrough a city or is it a town? don't know. Town. Right so. between the, the the three, you know, large urban settlements of the northeast, you bet. Yeah, the conurbations. You literally, it's a, it's a relatively small part of the country. It dominates the airwaves and the information we receive. Yeah, but uh, but Lauren Laverne hasn't lived there for twenty five years, so she's, she's up really and can't. down all the time, mate. Um, she uh, speaks enough. for your people. No, okay. She thinks she does. I mean, I like her, but. She doesn't speak for my people. Jalapeño. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. I went to a party once at Lauren Laverne's house years ago uh, okay. when she was much younger and just, mm. you know, start, I think she'd left the band. She was starting out on TV. And uh, anyway, she was like, I was there as the invite of one of her flatmates like there was a bunch of them lived together a bunch of these girls and uh, I took my mate along and he didn't know that she lived there but fuck me he got so pissed and he was out in the front drive and it was embarrassing mate because I was out we weren't young young we were in our mid 20s yeah. and I was out in the front drive of the house like with two men like say 26 year old yeah. men and he's leaning over and he's not stopping puking. It was the closest I've ever seen to that scene in um to that scene in uh Team America. You know in Team America yeah. where he can't stop puking, it goes yeah. on for ages. I think that's my favourite scene in that film, right? And he just can't stop. Now that film came out after this incident, and when it came out, I called him straight away. I went, mate, you've got to see Team America. It's like they saw you that night, right? <laughs> he was leant over. He'd been drinking white Russians. So I remember the sick was all white. Oh, it was like God. cream coming out of him, right? Yeah. And he was stood with his hands on his knees, but bent over in their front path of like a, a nice house in North London. Mm. And he's just projectile vomiting, but constantly. It was like, I'm there thinking, where the fuck's this coming from? And in the well, middle of it, um, I, I well, don't know if she'd been out down the offy, but she comes back and has to mm. sort of like step over his oh. reservoir of white puke. Yeah. And he's looked up and went, is it that Lauren Laverne? And I went, yeah, yeah, what's she doing there? I said, it's her house, you cunt. <laughs> did she, what did she say as she walked past you? She was how really... Are po- man, that's, that, how are you, man? That's me smashing area. She was, in. she was really polite. That's what I remember. Because I think she sort of must have thought, well, if you have a party... This is the sort of shit you've got to deal with if if you invite pricks, which clearly one of my housemates has. Because <laughs> it was like, it was sort of teenage conduct, that really. And what was embarrassing Very for me was so, yeah. I was sort of leaning, kind of semi-stroking his back. Oh. <laughs> I, I was also very <laughs> drunk. And I was like leaning over him, giving it the old, sort of like you would to a kid. No, it's all right, mate. Yeah. Go on, get it all out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, good fatherly oh, hi, instinct. Hi. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> One of my mates the other day said he thinks he saw you on a clip from later with Jules Holland where Oasis were playing from about 1994. Would that have been you? No. No? No, I, I mean, I would then. have liked to have been there, but no. At, 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 in 1994, I would have been, loved to have attended something like that, but unfortunately, no. No. Glad we've cleared I that was up. yet involved in the glamorous world of show business when in mm. 1994. Like you, your, your Britpop interactions were just a cash point machines at that point. Yeah, right? yeah. There was nothing yeah, legitimised. low level. Yeah, it was very yeah. low level. It was like street ambushes, effectively. <laughs> <laughs> I did have street ambushes of a number of different Britpop people. Like, for instance, I had this phase that I might talk about before during that era where I kept bumping into Bobby Gillespie but in different parts of the country like it was the cosmos right and I was never that a big primal scream or Bobby Gillespie fan right um so it wasn't anything like that but I'd so I still I'm not sure but in those days I was less aware uh, of or interested in the cosmos yeah right I was just like I was more of a stuff happens there you go take it or leave it mate what what should we do next yeah I wasn't dwelling 
I've got a mate who's got someone like that Bobby Gillespie thing. Yeah. Someone who keeps turning up at the same places. Gigs, and I'm not talking about local gigs, I'm talking about mm. gigs in far-flung places around mm. the country, festivals, mm. things like that. He'll continually see this other fella from Sunderland. Like, it's yeah. his nemesis. Best of all, best sighting ever, River Danube. Wow. On the banks of the River Danube during in, a weekend away. In Hungary? Away. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's there weird. There he is. If, Fuck. If you see... Because I, I saw Bobby Gillespie in Manchester, and I thought that was weird enough, because I'd seen him in Brighton, where I lived at the time. Mm. And then I saw him in London. I can't remember, at like, a gig, I think. And then... Mm. Um, I was in Manchester during Euro 96 at Italy versus Germany at Old Trafford and mm. I come out of the cubicle at half time and who's standing in the queue outside the cubicle but Bobby, Bobby fucking, fucking Gillespie. Gillespie and I thought yeah. fucking hell this is this is the third different conurbation I've encountered him in yeah <laughs> right that's a, a triple conurbation that's a triple conurbation conno, sighting yeah which is as you know I mean it's very rare google it you, you'll very see that rare. there's hardly any yeah. incidents of it anyway so uh, and then and then Gaz from Supercross used to live in Brighton I think and I used to bump into him a lot on train so anyway yes I had a lot of Britpop street ambushes but mm. never anything that was legitimate mm. so it wasn't point. me but if you've had any triple uh, conurbation sightings of anyone doesn't have to be someone famous you yeah. know someone like that far flung place like the River Danube you know if you've got a, a repeat offender let us know tell us where you've seen them or where they've seen you and what it's all about. I saw the bloke from Stereophonics in Lake Como once, but Did that, you? yeah, but that wasn't I'd never one seen off. him before or since it was a yeah, one off. Doesn't count. But I was still like fucking hell. And when I was in Venice, I saw the bloke from Last of the Summer Wine, you know, the one who also does Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, Peter Salas. He, yeah. Yeah. I saw Peter Salas and he was on the same taxi boat as me. Wow. From the train station to the hotel in fucking Venice. One off though. It was a one-off, so it doesn't I mean, fit in I, with I what mean, we're like discussing. I said, I, I saw Ian Hart coming out of the disabled toilets at Disneyland Paris. I didn't regard it as incredible, weird. It is a bit weird as seeing someone abroad, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. Well, it's not, though, but it kind of is. It feels it. <laughs> Carl Ferguson's um, written, Hello, Mr. Dawson and Mr. Delaney. Very formal. I Recently, you. I have started watercolour painting. Any tips? Carl in Wolverhampton. Well, Carl, you've come to the right Fucking place hell. because we are. Has <laughs> he? Yeah, we are experts at watercolor painting. I thought we were oil men. <laughs> I've I've not done any watercolor painting since my youth, but I did go mm. through a phase of quite enjoying it. There was a shop at the end of my road called the Hobby Horse. As a matter of fact, mm. it was right next door to the chippy where Fishgate uh, Gate Good took hell. place. Hit the right. picture. And um, this was a a wonderful little craft and art shop. You don't get them so much. A very independent old man with a grey beard. Sort of thing that in Mm. an 80s film would have been the start of something where he gave you a magical paint set that that became a portal. The pictures that you paint became a portal to another world. You know, like Mm. most 80s adventure movies started with an old man in a curiosity shop, didn't they? A little bit like the shopkeeper on uh, the costume shop in Mr. Ben. Exactly. It was a bit like that cunt. So I went in there all the time and uh, I spent a lot of my pocket money there because it was like, of, of the local shops I had access to, it was easily the most interesting. So I was always buying shit. Sometimes I wouldn't use it. I bought some modelling clay. I went through all sorts of phases. But one of the main ones I went through was I bought a set of watercolours and some brushes and I painted a, 
I just painted. They, they, it came free with a pamphlet that gave you one thing. It paint this. Yeah. Congratulations, con- congratulations! You have bought your first set of watercolors. You're probably thinking now, what the fuck am I supposed to pay- do with this shite? Right. Well, good question. Here's a fucking idea: paint an house in by an hill. Right. Here you go. Here's a fucking explanation of how to do it. Now get painting, comp. Right. Was so, it not paint by numbers? No, it wasn't paint by numbers. It just. I'd do a paint by numbers now, definitely. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I might do Easy it. I might look online see if there's a paint by numbers set we can get, and we now could start. A, we could start a little um, top light time machine watercolor club. We could, like Tony Hart's gallery. Yeah, and you'll fucking in. send it in. Put them with the newsletter. Yeah. Let's go a bit up market and get watercolouring, gang. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know where that leads us. Yeah, what I would say is, my from my slim experience, I would say one very good thing to do, Carl, great hobby to get into. You've given me inspiration. And secondly, from my slim experience when I was a kid, I would say it should come with a sort of, some sort of instruction, small yeah. instruction leaflet inside of it that will show you something great. <clears throat> start, start with that. Start simple. I remember being just, extremely satisfied with the results of what I did. Yeah, just just get on with it, basically. Just fucking do advice, it, yeah? It? Just fucking do it. Stop talking about it and do it. It's like all these cunts going, I'm writing a book. And I go, come and tell me when you've written the fucking book, dickhead. Because yeah. we're all writing a book all the time in our fucking heads. The only difference between a cunt who's done it and hasn't isn't that they're cleverer than anyone else. It's that they fucking bothered to sit down and fucking finish the bastard. And so yeah. that's advice for any of these endeavours, to be honest. Sit down and keep doing it till you're done. Then exactly. go and have some peanuts. Then fucking, then fucking tell people about it. Reward um, yourself with a bowl of nuts afterwards. I've just realised there's a tweet there from David Turner, which I forgot to retweet, and he's auctioning off his exclusive Top Flight Time Machine badges that he was given oh, as yeah. the 1,000th uh, IFS Hunter. Mm. There's only two in existence. Mm. Uh, they're on eBay. If you just search Top Flight Time Machine badges uh, and you can bid for them, you've got six days. Does he reckon so, he's giving this money to charity? charity? Says he is. <laughs> Says he's giving I it, yeah. Because I fucking tell you, right, I want to fucking see that he's done it. Because giving that, it to the uh, big, big Issue Foundation, apparently. My wife won those, made those badges, right? So if it's not going to charity. Anyway. Um, is there not? Is there not a thing on? No, it, it's there. It's on the listing. It's got big issue foundation. I think the money automatically goes straight to the big all issue. Right, listen, I'm sorry. I am sorry. It reflects worst on me than it does on you. That I no, suspected it's, you. Doesn't, it, you, you. You know, it's valid. But um, they're on there, so have, have a punt on them if you want to. Um, what's we got else on the tweets? We've got Mark McBride who says, I'm starting a new job next month and having my first child the month after. Have I sufficiently thought this through? Well, who knows? Do you know what I mean? It, it, everything goes out the window when you have a kid. There are no rules to having a kid other no. than years one to ten, keeping them alive, years ten plus, keep them out of prison. Yeah. Um, uh, the only problem is you're not going to get any paternity leave, I don't think, which you know is a problem. But uh, get on with it. Just get That's on with advice. having a kid. Come and tell us when the kid's 20, right? Then we'll talk. Uh, Kieran Collie says, I recently spent 30 quid on a memory foam pillow. Neck has hurt like a bastard the last couple of days. Should I persevere and power through or scrap the cunt and write it off as a loss? Any other pillow advice is welcome. 
uh, I think you've got to stick with it, haven't you? Your body's got to adjust to the memory foam pillow. And the memory foam pillow adjusts to your body. Yeah. So he's saying that it's yet to adjust properly. It hasn't adjusted. He hasn't adjusted. This is not compatible yet. Does he have a very light head? Because Mm. my head, and I suspect yours, although I've never weighed yours, but my head is really heavy. So it will make a big impact very quickly on a memory pillow. Right, straight How in. How do you know bang. your head is heavy? Fucking weighed it, know? mate. I've weighed it on the kitchen you scale. You some skills. Yeah, because I had a bet with some mates who had the heaviest heads, so well, then we had to weigh our off. heads. Took it off no, and I weighed just it. lent onto the scale. <laughs> <laughs> sort of bent over sideways and rested my when ear. Was this? My ear on the scales. Mm. I do it. So you've got a heavy ear? I do it semi-regularly because the weight of your head can change, and I like to keep track of that. My head is fucking heavy, and so I have no problem at all with um, uh, with a uh, memory foam pillow. It, it bent, the memory foam bends to my will instantly. It crushes beneath the weight of your massive yeah. head. You might have a very small, lightweight head, and that's the problem you've got because it's not going to make an impression very quickly. So think about weighing your head, and, ne- and then if you do need to buy a new pillow, tell your memory foam salesperson your local you know uh, retailer just yeah. tell them the weight of your head and say this is how much my head weighs can you find an appropriate <laughs> pillow for me yeah for a small headed yeah. person yeah I'm glad we cleared that your, up your pin headed uh, cunt Eard says is it alright to have a piss sit de- sitting down or shall I save that for special contemplative situations like when you get home fucked and need to try and consider all your past mistakes I don't see any reason why you should have a, a sit-down piss or the emperor's piss, as it's mm. often known. Mm. Um, it, it's an extra bit of admin, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, y- you know, listen, remember how privileged you are as a man in mm. many, many ways, right? We do live in a patriarchal system. We, we have a huge number of advantages over um, other genders and... Uh, yeah, that's right. Other genders, because I don't see gender as binary, right? Grow up, right? But, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. And one of our biggest privileges as men is that we can piss standing up, and in many yeah, ways, anywhere. to piss sitting down, it's like a form of tourism to show that you understand mm. the struggle of women. No, you don't. You never will. Don't patronise them. To, you yeah. know. Make use of the advantages and privileges you've been given. It's almost rude not to. You unzip, you piss, you go. Get out. You don't unzip, pull the trousers down, sit down, piss, stand up. Pull them up. Put it all back together again, then go fuck off. Disgusting. Waste of fucking time. Yeah. Um, Semi-serious one here with an email from Jake Woods, who I know you've been talking to, Sam. He's uh, suffering from cancer at the moment. Uh, and he says, as a newly bald man, do you have any tips for keeping the skin on my head in good condition? Mm. Um, bit of uh, background as well. He says, I've got bone cancer on my right leg and arse, so the doctors are cutting a lot off. Oh, he's having his arse off. Fucking hell. That uh, reminds me of science. that schoolboy bullshit of the boy who, <laughs> the who reckoned he was going to the butchers. Or was it? He went to the butchers and it, to buy a ham. But he yeah. lost five. He lost the five pounds his mum gave him, and he was so scared of coming back empty-handed that he cut off one of his buttocks and presented that, and his mum cooked ass. it, and they and the family yeah. ate it. 
Bum ham. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He says they came in for science afterwards, which is exciting too, yeah. right? Can you recommend any TV shows or movies where the protagonist has one leg or no legs as inspiration for when I get my new robot leg? I mean, I would have instantly said the, Jake, the Oscar Pistorius story, but that ends badly. Mm. So perhaps not that. Um, Six million dollar man, maybe. Manimal. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm lacking any limbs, well, was he? Hang on. What about old Long John Silver in Treasure Island, which Good is one. a fucking amazing yeah. film as well. It's hilarious. And you know that the mm-hmm. guy who played Long John Silver in that movie, he mm. effectively invented all of the, the pirate tropes that we now understand to yes. be true. So all that talking and an ooh kind of slightly mm-hmm. bumpkin but madder accent and all the other shit they get on with a fucking parrot on their shoulder and the rest of it and hook yep. hand and peg leg. That was all he, him. he fucking invented it all. So it's, yeah. a, it's a great film. It's a hilarious film. And there is a cool bloke with a fucking with one leg in it. So that mm. would be my top tip, mate. My dog's just going up shit in the background there. I'm sure that's about something trivial. Um, and he also, like I said, he says, uh, have you got any tips for keeping the skin on my head in good condition? I moisturise. Moisturise? When, when I shave my head in the morning, yeah. which I'm now increasing to almost every third day in lockdown, right. uh, I moisturise it, but I don't moisturise it on other days just uh, just after a just shave a poor shave rub it yeah. in so that'll it'll be fine mate I mean presumably yeah. this is because of your treatment so I don't know there, there might be some special things that you need for it but if you're just asking you know for day to day head skin advice just moisturise yeah. it um, maybe ask a doctor maybe ask a doctor instead of us on that one maybe or who knows? but you know you don't know who to trust these days um, anyway Jake we, we wish you all the best in your recovery and we, we really mean this when we say you really must keep it cunty, mate, because it's yeah. all too easy to stop keeping it cunty at times like mm. this when you're suffering mm. from a, a horrible illness. But no, mm. always keep it cunty, even when you're going through the chemo and everything. Uh, brilliantly, Jake and, says. And, and also, mm. also just rest. Just rest is For also very sake. important. Yeah. Just rest. Yeah. I feel a bit bad because... I didn't know what sort of... I sent him a message in the week, right, because he's a, a friend of... A, a relative of mine. Mm. And uh, on the message I said, I, you know, I hear you've got cancer, which sounds like a right pain in the arse. And I said, not literally. As I understand it, your cancer is not in the arse. And he's fucking sent us a message saying that he does have cancer of the arse. What would be the chances of that? Unbelievable. <laughs> Million Million uh, so I'm sorry about that. Turns out you do have arse cancer. Um, I didn't know that, Jake, so either way. Yeah. Um, he says, P.S., I wanted to mention that my brother can't visit me, but did surprise me with a box of 300 Biscoff while I was getting chemo the other week. Um, absolutely fantastic gift for anyone. As you know, I've yeah. bought a 300 box of, of uh, Biscoffs before. £9.99, mm-hmm. never looked back. Never looked back. If that's if if you know moisturising your head's not going to help you, the biscoff will. Certainly, rub a fucking crumpled biscoff on your head, mate. I mean, yeah, it can't it hurt, can it? Can't make it worse. Well, it might hurt. Um, that's about it. Then I think. Um, <laughs> it might. Uh, I think on that bit of advice, <laughs> we should do a disclosure at the end. Advice given on yeah. this podcast may not may not be true and may lead to death, including biscoff head rubbing. All advice might hurt. Andrew Dawson and Samuel Delaney accept no liability for any of the advice given out on this show. (laughs) 
Uh, there we go. Get your logistics questions in. It's contact at tftimemachine.com and also on Twitter. But if it's on Twitter, use that hashtag life logistics. Otherwise, we probably won't get to see it. Um, that's it. More next week from this and lots of other shit coming up later in the week. Thanks as ever. See you, dickheads. Keep it coming.